0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Walls Fancast. In attendance tonight, um, you're listening to Hoops, and uh, I'm delighted to be joined by, um, I was going to say three wise men, because it's Christmas, but then I looked oh. around and, <laughs> and thought nah. But no, um, to my right, although it mean nothing to anyone listening, so you'll have to trust me on that. Hello, Rich. Hello, everyone. And then we've got Andy. Hello. And also Matt. Hello. So, um, how are we, gents? We all good? Good. Good. Great. Cold, yeah. but cold. yeah, well, we're all we're cold, and we'll kind of come on to that in a minute in terms of why. Well, you'll probably know because it's bloody freezing at the moment, and we're kind of um, I was gonna say filming on location, but that makes us <laughs> <it> sound really <laughs> fucking pretentious, and we're not. Um, but we're actually doing this from um, AFC Wolfrunians um, committee room, I believe this mm. is called. Um, so big thank you to AFC Wolfrunians, um, fantastic local club. And um, check them out online. We'll put some posts there. Kindly letting us um, uh, come in out of the, the cold and record today. Um, we're coming up to Christmas. Um, quick icebreaker question Have you all got your Christmas trees up? Yep. Yes. We're well, <laughs> okay. in, well and truly
1: involved in our house. Decorations mm. on inside and outside. And the horrible competitive nature of my wife's in full swing to try and beat the neighbours. In, in <laughs> so, well Keep and truly, the in, 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 in the Guy household, they're, they're well and truly up
2: no i've not put no. anything up and i probably won't i thought that
0: yeah I yeah, totally. I <laughs> yeah man.
2: if anyone in the group is bound to be me <laughs> yeah. who doesn't bother yeah
0: i would have thought i mean um good you know revelation from matt there I would have thought Stu. i just think Stu's mr christmas it feels like uh, yes. the yeah. on the
3: 29th of november sort of yeah thing, yeah
2: will we recorded around his it last week Oh no, we went to the cinema with Stu, didn't I? Um, mm. When I dropped him off, I went past his mum's and he spent two hours putting up all of her decorations outside and he's done his own house. That's and it. his whole street is just, like the guys, it's very much just trying to one-up the next door neighbour.
1: <laughs> well, we recorded, and it, I'm I'm sure it wasn't even the pre braga game, it was a podcast before that and he had um, decorations were up and starting to Yes, I think I he did, out, didn't
2: so.
0: he? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he does love it, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's all in.
0: Bless him. And shift on lights. You've not been invited to switch them on this year.
3: Not yet. I think 2020 is <laughs> my year. But <laughs> yeah. do look all right. Uh, look better than last year. Um,
0: yeah. I went. Where did I go recently? I went. We went to Stafford, and those lights were terrible. The the lights look sad. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I don't know if it was the snowflake effects, but they looked really sad. It was really depressing. But the ones in walls don't look too bad. I went there in the week, mm. and they've got like these inflatable snowmen and so forth. And I met Santa this week as well. Oh, lovely. Nice. Oh. Five pound. Yeah. Wow. He was a nice Santa. It's a dear isn't he? Got yeah. a capital for escapes, no wonder. Yeah. yeah. I'm,
3: anyway. actually, I'm, I'm actually seeing Santa a week on Friday at Shifnal Library, Ooh. which sounds as bleak as it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Libraries, <laughs> they exist. We're recording this in 20 years' time. They'll be like, a library. you got to support. <laughs> you <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> listen, you've got to support
3: your local community. Yes. And if. if uh, Anything happening on Thursday will teach us anything. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah, you have got to keep him oh, while you can. I know. I How oh, long
0: like, would it be for the politics chapter? I was going to say. Me. I was oh. like, "It's hoops' no. first show. <laughs> Should I let him off? Yeah, or do we mention Corbin being <laughs> at Molyneux? It, no,
3: but, no. We'll we'll we'll, yeah. we'll let you off. And we'll kind of skirt
0: skirt over that one. I, 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 there isn't long enough, is there? <laughs> um, but yeah, we've we've all seen the pictures. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's get on to football matters. So um, this weekend, uh, saw Wolves extend their unbeaten uh, run in the league and uh, they came away with a Desmond 2-2 at Brighton. So we'll go into the weeds in a little bit in terms of the individual talking points of the game. But just as an overview, um, I'll ask the question, I think, what Cody was asking. It's such a cliche question. Was it a point gained or two points dropped? What do we think on that, Matt? Do you want to pick that one first?
1: Oh, it's so hard to say because it, it, in any scenario where you come back from a position, a losing position, it should normally feel like, um, you know, it should feel harmonious and that we've actually gained points. But if you look at just the amount of chances that we had, um, Jota, especially on his own, could have had four or five um it does have an air of a disappointing feel about it, only due to the a the amount of chances we have and then the goals that we did concede. And I know we'll get onto that with a bit more shortly. It does feel like two points dropped to me, just due to the sheer amount of chances that we had.
2: I think that's right. a fair assessment, to be honest. When you look at the not only the chances we had, but the quality of chances we had. I know I'm going to go into uh, XG now, which isn't everybody's favourite. But when you looked at the XG of the, the chances we had, they were far superior to Brighton's. We should have won that game.
0: So for anyone listening, XG, was it expected, expected goals? Expected goals. Yeah.
2: So every every opportunity you have is ranked out of 1.0. Mm-hmm. The better the chance, the closer to 1.0 it is.
0: So we were kind of above par, really, or, or below par in terms of a point then. We should have been expected. Well, yeah.
2: we, I think the problem is, is they scored that wonder strike from Morpay. So really, we should have won by one goal. Okay. He's got the stats bore out.
3: Yeah, I mean it's similar to these guys. You've almost got to be a bit disappointed because of the potential offering that there was that we went 1-0 up deservedly and then all of a sudden, they just switched off for two minutes and found themselves 2-1 down and it didn't feel like a game where we should have been losing and then Almost to go in at half time, it was a bit surreal because you'd you'd almost had like the complete, you know, 360 convey of emotions. And we're sort of just, okay, okay. And it's also second half, like, nothing really felt like it happened. It was almost like both teams were a bit scared because they'd conceded two already. Neither team wanted to fully go out and express themselves because they were almost scared that. Both teams knew that they could happily score against one another. So I was like, okay, well, just need to be a bit more cautious here. It felt the second half just a bit of a non-entity. Yeah, Yeah. so it was like, I know it felt like both teams just didn't quite know how to express themselves. Second half, so you just almost go off the first half. Then uh, we had more than enough chances to put the game away in a similar way that uh, you know against Bournemouth away, where we had the chances, but we could have like been 3-0 up 4-0 up by half time in that game and we just mm. didn't close the game out and that's the frustration
2: by those two minutes of madness yeah th- it was just controlled throughout and yeah, that's the most frustrating thing for me
0: and do you think in terms of just, just listening to there in terms of the second half because uh, it was a very late with performance second half and I don't know um, if you saw the comments. I think we commented on uh, the WhatsApp group from Sunis, uh, Graham Sunis, mm. who was commentating. And I had a chat about this this week because he mentioned the fact that Walls looked tired. And I kind of thought that was probably a lazy thing to say because it seems like the narrative will always be if you don't win this game or if it's your performance is... Yeah. You, you're obviously tired. You're playing too many games. It's your 28th game. But do you agree? Do you think Walls looked tired in that
3: second I think half? it's an oversimplification mm. of the situation mm. and... Looking at Wolves this season we've dropped off not physically but mentally weirdly at the start of games that you know when we've been conceding goals it's been in the first half and it's almost taken us a bit of a while to work our way into the game and find their footsteps in it. Um, But it felt almost like on Saturday that they weren't quite sure if they wanted to kind of push themselves that extra 10, 20% to go out and win the game when they know they've got a a slightly meaningless game, shall we say on Thursday? Mm, And then a big game on Sunday. And it was like, actually, you know what? We'll take a point away from home. And if we get a chance on the breakthrough trail, right? Then fantastic. But, you know, let's not try and, you know, throw a kitchen sink at it. And, you know, for, don't get me wrong, from someone watching the game, that's pretty frustrating that you've paid good money and you sort of see your team not quite want to give it them all, give it their own sort of just manage out the situation that they're in. But I can see why they kind of just pulled back a little bit just to make sure that they kind of preserve themselves a bit more.
1: Regarding kind of like Sunez's comments, I think it's more down to personally for me, him having to fulfil his role as a pundit that doesn't have a nice thing to say about anybody and that's his role and that's what people expect from him. He's and a heel. Uh, he's a heel, he's a heel, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's the, he's the colour guy, he doesn't have to, yeah. he, he's not there to, to make everybody look good and I think it's such an easy, cliched thing to say, mm. walls are tied, walls are tied because people who don't watch us week in, week out can quite easily believe it because of the amount of games we've played and, mm. you know, instead of having to do a real deep dive into you know, how we actually play. It's just an easy thing to say mm-hmm. um, in terms of us playing and a, a, a different game and it is a completely different result. That that result doesn't happen every time those two teams play. So I just think that in terms of us being tired and, and lacking ideas and, and, and that this is the one game I didn't actually feel that we were that creatively stifled. I just no. think it was a case that on another day, Jota Jot scores that one-on-one. You know, on another day, Cody doesn't fall asleep, you know, and loses his man. And for Sooness with those comments, I think it's just a little lazy. I was going to say, sp- yeah.
3: speaking of Souness, um, his comments post match, and sort of, I know sort of we've made sort of a note to sort of briefly mention it in the running order about um, sort of about um, him attending Brighton Pride and sort of the positive impact that's kind of had on him. And like, sounds a, a bit bad, but it's like, of all pundits, this, you know, Ageing straight white male to sort of come um, and sort of kind of express those positive views were great, especially sort of in the light of, I believe, sort of a couple of fans got arrested, was it? Or yeah, sort of two child. fans arrested on um, alleged homophobia. Yeah, and like, and trans. I think, you know, we sort of chatted about it beforehand. You know, it's just, there's no there's no place for it in football, there's no place for it in society. And you know, it's good for kind of the club have acted quickly, but I think it's so odd. I was going to say, with someone like Soonest to kind of. Weirdly, I mean, it was a weekend for it in terms of uh, footballers and soapboxes with um, society statements. But uh, yeah, it, it, he, I was going to say, almost have a bit of a shit sandwich with Sooness, but the other way around. He made a comment about Jimenez after the. Um, I think he sort of said something after Jota's goal where he sort of used the outside of his boot and it was like, oh, well, he's got a bit lucky there. Sort that of thing. really pissed me off. And it was like, yeah. right, to be fair, part of me. A really small part of me going, why isn't he using his left foot there? Because it's like, you know, is he is he that one footed? We you, it's like no, it's just a really good <laughs>
2: crossing. Yeah, he said he got lucky there because of because of playing it outside with his right foot. Like, there's no luck there. <laughs> he is... meant to do that. It yeah. fell directly. It's not like he. Scu- it's he it's not like to... he was like scuffed it. Um, yeah. it was a perfect he pass. Scu- he
3: scuffed a twenty yard inside pass. Um, yeah. Strange I, that was. I,
0: I think as well, just just to add to that, and I think to sort of what Matt was referencing as well, Just frustrate me when I do see, um, and we won't go too far off the tangent here, but while, while we're on that theme, you know, pundits who basically are employed and are on very good wages, and they just throw out the most simplistic of narratives yeah. about teams if you're not in the, the, the top four. Um, but just going into a little bit more detail um, about the, the game itself, uh, we mentioned Jota, Uh, And I think he really, you know, needs a mention because, you know, I'll be honest, um, on the the group chat, uh, which we referenced, and I'm sure a lot of people listening probably felt the same. I was angling for him to get a rest on the weekend because I looked at Jotter as someone who was so frustrated. I look in the way in which he plays and nothing was seen to go go in his way. So, yeah, a chat on Jotter, guys, because, you know, we talk about the chance by all means at at 1-0, but really good to see him get get back into the goals.
2: I think when you look at his performances leading up to, to this weekend, the effort was there, but he was always, if anything, too much effort. It was always that, let's just beat this one last man and then I'll take the shot. Or he wants to score the perfect goal almost. And it was it was getting to that point where he thought, he needs to come out of the team just to take that pressure off him mm. a little bit. So for him to finally break the duck. And and it was such a, well, Jimenez Preet on a plate for him, didn't he? It was one of those where he couldn't miss, and I think the, uh, the the sense of relief was palpable for him. And obviously, you then saw him; his his whole game after that point, he was playing with a lot more freedom after mm. them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely like a tenacious performance. He's like a little Jack Russell nipping at mm-hmm. the heels of uh, of his defenders. Um, it was just, yeah, I mean, it was set up for him really beautifully, but he had to put the work in to make to you know to make the run and put the afterburners on. Um, once he'd uh, passed the ball out and you know I think everybody's just delighted to see because it's not for a lack of effort that he hasn't been scoring yeah it's it's, it's a case of sometimes being lucky sometimes not releasing the ball when he should and sometimes not taking the shot when he good when, when he could and he's looking for that that Michael Owen finish where he runs past about six or seven players but you know I think everyone's just delighted that he's you know back on the score sheet
3: yeah I don't think there's like any major criticisms of Jota, apart from the fact he isn't scoring, because you say, it's not for lack of trying and he's never someone who goes hiding as well. I think it's difficult because he's not someone who gets an awful lot of assists and the formation worked really well for him in the Championship and it's not quite happened for him in a three up front in the Premier League. Um, you know, he always did better when it was two up front, but that doesn't get the best out of the majority of players, so... Mm. It's kind of good to see him kind of finding his feet slowly but surely in that position and getting goals because you know for him he needs to make sure he's got the output because he knows now that Catrone is going to be snapping at his heels um, and it was a it was the exact response you want from him um, you know because there are lots of calls and to be fair including from myself who said maybe if Catrone run out um, against Brighton he's you know he's given us fifteen minutes he scored a goal. Why Why not? Um, but, you know, Nuno's very loyal to that starting, you know, group of players. And he's not going to make changes off the back of, you know, again, it's not that Jot has been playing awfully. It's just not, it's almost like the XG is just not quite in his favour at the moment. Mm. Um, so, you know, I think it's it's really good for him that he's kind of found, found, you know, back of the net a couple of times. And he's also someone who seems to be quite a streaky player as well. Um, And so, as soon as he's got a couple of goals, that will probably set him up for. Fingers crossed, a pretty good, um, you know, December January period.
2: We saw that last year because it was this time last year, wasn't it? When we were Mm -hmm. myself and Hoops were at Chelsea in the uh, in the corporate, and uh, that Mm -hmm. was when he finally broke his uh, his his bad streak last season. So he he does seem to like a December. So I'm hoping this will be. uh,
3: Might just be really festive, maybe, or he uh, hates Christmas. Well, that's why he likes
0: out do, do you know, the, the only thing I'll say on, on, on Jota on a lighter note, or perhaps not a lighter note, he never looks happy. I, I don't know, he, he, looks, he looks a player where, I, I was watching the game and I was like, is that player at school where if you don't pass to him he seems the most petulant player? <laughs> yeah. You know, he does go down easy, let's be See. honest. And he does get wound up very easy, so I was pleased for him to get a goal. But even I think when he got that goal, he seemed pissed off about it. he? it's they? weird because you know I'll
3: drag Sunus up again. You can imagine he'd be the exact sort of player Sunus would love to have in like a team he's m- managing, and uh, he must be a player that you bloody hate as an away fan. You must be calling him every name under the sun, but. You wouldn't think twice about having him in your seam if you see if you're, you know, lower half of the Premier League, without a doubt.
0: He's yeah. that little terrier, as, as Matt referred yeah. to, his knees, that niggly one at the, you know, always in the refs here and always sort of. But he just play yeah. on that edge, doesn't he? Yeah. That, yeah.
2: yeah where he, I mean, he's, he's only been. Just, he's, just the right side of aggressive.
3: Yeah, and he's only really been caught out once in terms of, you know, sending off in the, um, in the Europa League earlier this year, where he, he's. Yeah, he treads that line so well and he can rile up the opposition no end. Um, you know, it's weird because he does it, he, he riles up the opposition, but in a different way to Traore, who, uh, again, like, I, I'm sure I read somewhere like Jack Grealish is the most foul player in the Premier League. Or oh, well, he wins the most free kicks in the Premier League. Yeah, that, that's a different that's a, stat, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but Traore must be, pushing up those numbers because my word at that second half um i know sort of talk about you know we're just sort of sitting back and trying to get them on the break and our outlet was trial rate in the space behind six foot seven Dan burn at left back <laughs> but I, I don't quite understand how Dan burn made it through the game because you know that that sort of double foul from burn and dunk like he booked the wrong one. He, he booked the wrong one, but they were both bookings. And I don't, you know, the, in theory, the first one was an advantage. And the second one was, you know, a horrendously cowardly. Like it was almost like a big man challenge because like he'd already gone past one. So it was like I'm just going to clear you out. And, you know, the, the ref was more than justified to give them both a booking. I don't quite know why he didn't, because then when you look at the next one, he wasn't attempting to go for the ball. He, he was just trying to clean him out. And that, to be fair, both of them were not even like looking like he was trying to get to the ball. And I'm not saying he should have been sent off for either foul. But there's surely a bit of grey area now. And remember we had it against Swansea in the Cup a couple of years ago. Where, you know, if you're making no attempt for the ball... Then effectively you're just kicking another human
1: being. Yeah, and it, isn't if, that just violent? If it's cynical or it's a, a quote unquote professional foul, yeah. it's always a booking, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I, I completely agree with you in that. I can't understand, you know, how he can be allowed to get away with that. Mm. But again, are you allowed to review on a yellow? No, no, no. And they that's
2: review the... every red card, but they don't do the yellows.
1: No, we'll uh, see. And like, it, it's a surely it shouldn't take. We shouldn't take a VAR review on it anyway, to be fair. I mean, it's
3: right on the side. I'm sure it was right in front of the subs benches. So you've got the fourth official there. You've got the linesman there. I genuinely, like, you know, we won't sort of talk VAR too much because there's no real instance on it for Wolves this weekend. But you've got four officials on that pitch, of which three of them are nearby. Mm. Why can't the fourth official just say, that that's two bookings You've missed that. Because I don't... I don't quite get the you know, oh, it might like damage the ref's ego or whatever. I mean, it's not saying he's done something wrong, but actually it's happened quite quickly for a ref. He's then got Lewis Dunk in his ear. He's having to sort of marshal on a physio for trail right. There's quite a lot happening and I can kind of see how it gets missed in a way. Yeah. But, yeah, but why why they why, need to be better. Why they why uh, someone can't go in his ear? There's there's been two fouls there. You've played the advantage. Are you sure you don't need to give a second booking? And you then you don't get the situation with the second foul? But as I say, like I, I think there needs to like be a I wouldn't be surprised
2: because obviously every summer then they the review the rules. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that type of foul was picked up on. I think I from, think it, trying it seems to... to be happening a lot. Yeah. Now. And
3: it's not just to wolves, but you
0: know
3: I I still see it It's it, not cheating but like just don't make it so obvious. It's, it, I think that's yeah. what annoyed mm. me about both of Dan Burn's fouls
0: is that it was he's gone past
3: me. Like, I'm just going to have to kick him. It's, and, this, it's yeah. a
0: take it for the team challenge, and that, that's that's what it is. I think, but, like, uh, but it's
2: endangering an opposition mm-hmm. player. But like, look, you at, look what, at Son for yeah. Spurs and what happened there, and that could quite easily happen to Traoré because he's just being kicked. It's yeah. nothing. It's no attempt yeah. for the ball. It's literally I
3: just need to stop him, no matter how. Yeah, but like you look at someone let's say like Matinho who's a bit of a master of the dark arts, doesn't have to kick people um, you know, up in the air to get the foul. There's other ways of stopping someone. A like, shirt pull yeah, yeah. just little sympathy. You know what I mean? Things, yeah. Like just have a little bit of smarts about you, not to actually, you know, effectively go out and try and injure a player. Um it does sort of rile me slightly. Yeah. But would it have made a difference if Brighton were down to ten men, or would it have just made them put, you know, nine More men behind? Men on the ball. Yeah, 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 and absolutely. you know, it, it's frustrating. But I think you know that. I think it's sort of a, it's an indictment of how the game went. but That's the only thing that we can really talk about in the second
0: half. I think one thing. Um, to, I think yeah. one thing we will need to touch on though. Um, we talked about Jota and, and, and our goals briefly. I think we've got to talk about the goals that we conceded. You know, perhaps just just briefly to touch on. There's a couple of things in here, and by all means have a have a mull over this. Um, one is um, is it uber critical uh, to uh, criticise Patricio, for example, with the first goal in terms of his standing, or is it just a, a, you know a simple hit and you know volley where you know he was he allowed no um, time, and also the other element to that is it's not the first time, and this isn't highlighting coded, well, it actually is isn't it, where there's that long ball. And it's kind of that run-on. Um, so, what were your thoughts in terms of the goals that we conceded? Is that fair criticism in terms of, you know, uh, I'm sure that's something that's been looked at as a warm weather training as we speak. Um, but yeah, what were your thoughts on the goals that we, we conceded?
2: Last week, I gave a rare mention of praise to Connor Cody. I know I do slate him a little bit too much probably at times, but he was he had one thing to do. This weekend. And that was track the run of Morpay, And, and Morpay is no slouch, but at the same time, I would expect Conor Cody to be the first one there to be in front of him and get the ball across. And he did nothing. He was just sort of stood vaguely next to him as he takes a free shot from 20 yards out. And
1: yeah. It, it when, when that ball's hit, he's kind of between hell and high water, isn't he? He's positioning, he's, he's not here nor there, and then... I, I I I don't think he's expecting the shot at all. That's, that's not not to say you know he was trying to position himself better for then the run he's about to make. However, you know he's not close enough to his man to to impact him shooting. He's not further away enough to like then block his run and be able to position himself if he was to go for a run. It's it's hard with that one. You know his, his positioning isn't great and it allows a goal. And the second the second uh, the equaliser sorry, not the equaliser at two one. Um it's not just Cody that, that he kind of isn't looking after the the runner no. there, but as, as the, the captain, c- as Captain you know, yeah. it, it's his responsibility to set up the man and, and to be the one at least that's got the eye to track the man and he's nowhere to be seen. So it's a it was a poor show in so really?
2: Should be marshalling the guy who was at the back post. I can't remember which one it was. I think he might have been gross. So really, Cody should be the one who is coming across to mark the extra man in the yeah. box. Yeah, and, mean, and he
3: wasn't. He did nothing. At the end of the day, it's still a sort of a midfield runner. And it's probably a slight fault in our system that actually you're relying on Nevis and Moutinho as well to get back and defend the, the, the man coming in. And they do look, they are a bit all at seas. Um, but as you say, it, it, it's surely Cody's kind of role to make sure that Everyone's there. Yeah, like, like, he's like, the sweeper. He should be sweeping yeah, the shit yeah, up. And, and like, wasn't. part of me like looks at the first goal and you go, he's pushing him away from goal. He's, well, just on the edge of the box or so. And is Mappai left-footed or is he right-footed? Because like, in my head he was right-footed. I might be completely... I think he's
2: predominantly right-footed.
3: But... So, you know, you're showing him onto your weaker foot away from goal. It is, it's a great strike. Um, but you know it's almost like a bit of a basic isn't it just get in front of the, the ball and the goal
1: yeah um, he's, al- he's yeah. allowed his man to have the shot and that's that's the crime that, there I yeah. suppose it's more I, I don't feel anywhere near as passionate about the first goal than I do the second in terms of a major error yeah um, I think
3: it's one where I don't think it's major blunders but I think you can de you can deconstruct that things haven't got very very preventable goals. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. And I think for sorry, <coughs> sorry. I'm just going to move on to Patricio. That first goal, his positioning isn't great, mm. but he has taken it so early. He doesn't give mm. him chance to set himself because yeah. I presume at that point, surely Patricio is thinking, "Do I stay on my line? If he takes a touch, then obviously he's got the whole of the goal to aim for." So, I suppose he's caught in two minds. But as the keeper, when you're caught in two minds, it's a little bit more dangerous than when you're playing as an outfield player. So, I don't wholly blame him, but he possibly could have done better.
1: I think I think he, uh, Patricio, had... Put some um, put some money in the bank, so to speak. He, he'd earned a blunder or two yeah. Um, yeah. in the last... And, you That's know, if, if it wasn't for some dazzling goals and, and Traore and, you know, he he would be... I think it's been alluded to um, yeah. in the past, you know, he'd put on man-of-the-match performances quite a lot recently. Mm. So I think we can allow him that, that game. And, yeah. and, you know, some of the performances he's been putting in, if it wasn't... Um, a, you know, Portuguese international with loads and loads of caps, and it was Will Norris that were putting in these performances. With you know, match of the day would be doing a five to ten minute piece on him. Yeah. So yeah. I think we overlook yeah. sometimes how good Patricio
0: has been recently. So the rest think, of the
2: game, he was yeah, yeah, perfectly great. You know, he's normal self, but it was just that that one shot.
0: Okay, so all in all, I think we're relatively happy. I would say we with a point, delighted for for Jota, um, and and there are some you know things to work on at the back. Other than Jota, because I think it'd be hard pressed to argue a man of the match, otherwise. Anyone else? Very briefly, you want to mention that stood out. <clears throat> there was three
2: that I'd like to say Traore and Doherty, I thought down the right that they they were solid. They looked really good. That's what you want to say. And Johnny again yeah. had a solid game. He's, he's really really Mr. Consistent, isn't he? Yeah. You, know? Mm-hmm.
1: you know he's having a hand in both goals, and you know his he, outlook. He's really started, you know, imp- what well, I say improving, it, it was good to begin with, but it's really having an impact now. Yeah. He's, to use a cliche, call me soon, as he's, the, the, you know, the, one of the first on the team sheet now. Mm, yeah. You know, you can't really see how, you know, Van would would come in ahead of him yeah. at this point in
2: time. I, I love that picture of him where he's, uh, just after Josh has scored, yeah. and he's just eyeballing him. He thought, is he going to kiss him that's going to say, like, <laughs> is he Is gonna, he going to pass- give him a small hit him?
3: Like... <laughs>
0: I love that. That was great. Okay, so um, we're going to shortly preview uh, the Besiktas game. Uh, So we'll be back after this. Hey, everyone. It's David here. Now, you already know by now if I'm on the show or I'm not on the show, and my voice is here. You know, one of those silly ghost things. Anyway, I'm just here to say um, we've got a lovely website, and our friends over at Pixel Yeti Media do that. And if you're looking for web design or your business needs a new logo or a bit of marketing... Go take a look at pixelyetimedia.com and also they're not just web designers, they're also a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites to brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So take a moment after this podcast and go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. OK, so this Thursday, or depend on time you're listening to the recording, um, we've got um, our last fixture in the group stages against Besiktas at home. Um, in terms of the context of the game, I think we know in terms of where we are potentially going to be placed in the group. We know the fixture schedule coming up. We know it's been very much um, mentioned, the 42 hours between uh, City and Liverpool, for example. Um with the result not being as paramount, I think it's more, I would say, about performances and players getting, um, you know, perhaps a 90 minutes they've not had recently. What do you want from the game and who do you think needs a game on Thursday? Um, so what are you expecting in terms of the team, not to to the man, um, and who do you think perhaps needs a game and maybe needs this one uh, aside with, um, as we head into this next fixture congestion?
2: I'm not expecting it to be wholesale changes because that's not normally Nuno's way. He at least likes to keep the back four relatively set, doesn't he? Mm. Well, but then again, that said, maybe he might give John Ruddy a run out thinking about Killman, it. Kilman. Uh, maybe
3: Kilman. Well, yeah, Kilman, I um, suppose, has been
2: his European centre-half, hasn't he? Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I think it's most likely going to be some of the most, you know, players who have been on the bench, so maybe he might give the Nagra run out, Catrone. Um, Neto, I think. And Neto as yeah. well. Um because, you know, our squad's kind of not quite deep enough to, you say, change 12 players. You know, we won't be able to probably give Trey a rest. Not if he doesn't give, you know, um, Jota a rest. Or yeah, it means it won't we've give... only really got three for the two yeah. positions, haven't we? Yeah, it's like so we've got yeah. five fighting for three positions. So, you know, there's always going to have to be at least one of them has to play that extra mm. game.
1: Mm. For me, um, I actually think this is much more of an important game I think people are giving credit to for the players not necessarily for mm. Nuno in that this is the last Europa League game until February apart from United in the cup in the FA Cups, no league fixture, no league cup fixtures so this is going to be one of two games before the the, the the January transfer window closes where some of these players are going to have a chance to have an impact before we really look seriously at where we need to replace players. So if Catrone wants to be in and around the first team on a regular basis, he has to do well in this game. Um, and I think players like Morgan Gibbs-White and, and Kilman and Neto, Vinagra these players need to put in um, a star performance in order to be considered for the upcoming months before February because Nuno is going to be in this unfamiliar territory this season where we're having one game a week. What is this? We're going to be bored all week mm-hmm. you know, because we don't have two to three games you know, in seven days to think about. So I think it's actually a really important game for some of the players where they need to put in a performance. Otherwise, we're not going to see them until February time when we've got to think about rotation again.
3: Well, that's a fair comment. Yeah, Not to put sure. the pressure on, Guy, If anyone's listening, no, no, just, yeah, I think um, it, it, it's almost a bit of a win-win situation. Yeah, I percent it because actually, if we win and Braga win, then you know we're still in the same Nothing position. Nothing changes. Yeah, uh, but if we win, you know, we still need to get the win to be within a chance of being top seed and. Uh, you know, Wolves don't really have a, that much of a losing mentality, and you can't yeah. almost be a professional. At, I was going to say, apart from the Villa game, you know, Wolves—they don't want to go into games with the idea that. Well, actually, you know what? It doesn't matter really because they've built up a real good, um, you know, steady momentum, um, you know, with this unbeaten run. And you know, to be honest, if we get a draw, I'm I'm content enough with that. I'd like us to win, but you know, if it's if we end up drawing, but actually all our players are fit for Sunday.
1: Yeah, I, there's, I, a, there's I, I, a bigger I, I, picture in this one, isn't yeah, there? Yeah. It, it wasn't quite the same as before the Braga game, where it was there was a definite um, two camp fan cast view where it was I wanted to go all guns blazing and and it didn't quite felt the same around the room partially because I'd spent hundreds of pounds to go over there but um, yeah. <laughs> um, but whereas this game you know it is a win-win scenario when we get players that can have a run out and you know will hopefully dazzle and we get to rest players for what is a huge game and I think um, you, know, you know the, the fact weekend.
3: we've already played task and beaten them on their own patch actually we know that they're they're good but they're not you know Anything
2: to really write home about? Uh, well, you know, I've even picked a point. Yes, in the group stages. Ooh,
1: uh,
0: um, I, f- I don't know. I think they're really struggle. They're, they're, yeah. I think they're struggling domestically as well. They are aren't definitely they? struggling domestically. Um, yeah. They brought in a new coach in the summer, um, so no, I think we've got to be confident. And I would, I would echo what you said there, and I think there's a really good point raised there. In not, yeah, potentially last chance saloon in terms of players going into the uh, new year wanting to feature. Then it's a great opportunity for them to state their case. Um, moving on to domestic um, uh, game of the weekend, of course we mentioned there Tottenham. A lot's changed, I guess, really, since this game was sort of um, announced at the start of the season. And uh, Tottenham obviously start the season pretty much how they finished last season, uh, which wasn't great. Um, they've got a manager by the name of Mourinho, who you may be aware of. <laughs> yeah, um, in charge and. I don't want to say the new manager bones because I just think, I'll let you guys take this on up, I just think they're a bloody good side, I watched them at the weekend. What are your thoughts about the Spurs game the weekend?
2: But, I mean, I watched the Spurs game on the weekend as well, and yeah, they looked shit hot up front, but at the back you think, well, you could get us some here.
1: And isn't that our wheelhouse as well? Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: I mean, that that game, was it 5-0 in the end, did it finish, against Burnley? Yes, it could easily have been five all. The the chances that Burnley missed hitting the bar, and you know there's some good chances, and I think a Jimenez or a Jota could they could really exploit Spurs, and they can be got at, but they are playing with so much more confidence than they were, you know, a month prior under um, Pochettino.
3: Rich,
0: any thoughts on Spurs?
3: Uh, I like them, and I think it's one of them where when they're on it veil on it. It's mm. the same with any Mourinho side, isn't it? Actually, when he gets those wheels in motion, and he gets those players performing, like Deli Ali, who's been sort of, you know, MIA for the last 6 to 12 months, that they, they were forced to be reckoned with. But, I think as they showed, in his second game in charge, they're they're only human, um, and actually... We showed last year against them that we gave them a very good game at home. We beat them away from home and we've shown against, again, the good teams this year that, you know, we cause as many questions for them as they will cause us. And, you know, I think especially down the fullback positions for them, I'd, I'd be worried. Um, you know, there's areas that can be exploited. As Andy said, their, their back line isn't really that great. Um, they've got a bit of a goalkeeper situation as well, I think if Wolves play it sensibly, I think, you know, they've got opportunity here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, let's not forget a, a lowly mid-table team called Man United beat them recently. So <laughs> there's no reason, you know, and it, in all seriousness, for the, the reasons that you just mentioned, you know, defensively, isn't that what we love, someone coming at us and then we can hit them on the break and, a, you know, a fit Traore, um, you know, if he can at least only do 60 minutes um, on, on, um, on Thursday night. that's going to be that's, it must be salivating at the chance of, of going against that back line and that keeper yeah. situation. so yeah there's, there's absolutely no reason why we can't come away with something from the game. Um, it will just be how organized Spurs are at the back because isn't you know that's Mourinho's thing, isn't it? They're very very mm-hmm. organized and disciplined, and that will be you know he'll know through all of his experience, how we will want to play that game. And it's how he sets up. But isn't isn't that just wonderful in that I already know that he's worrying about us. Yeah. yeah. Like, how often can we say that? Like a manager of Mourinho's stature, he's going to be worrying about how Wolves are playing and he's going to set his team up to, yeah, for us.
3: I was going to say, because you know he will get Deli Alley to do, do... He'll get Delhi Alley to do a job on um, Mourinho. Yeah. And make sure that he... he nullifies our midfield. He'll put players like Dyer and Domule. you know, he'll break up that midfield mm-hmm. and make sure he kind of wins it in the areas he knows where we can exploit teams. And, you know, there'll they'll be there'll they'll be a few fouls on Troy Ray, but opposite to Brighton, there'll be really niggly fouls before he can get, you know, start the juggernaut. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that... Yeah. That's going to be the difference, but you know, w- w- Wolves aren't scared of anyone. I think that's the
2: yeah. But I do think that that battle in the midfield that's going to be it's going to be a war of attrition in there. Yeah, because but... I think they will go with three in the middle. Yeah, and up against our two, that's going to be. A... And I think they'll probably try and out it because if you go with Eric Dier. You go with the shit house anyway, yeah. aren't you? So <laughs> yeah, that's going to be their style. It's going to be like you say. It's going to try break a, it up, and then, stop you know, it's it just going to be up
3: to sort of Doherty and then Donker to limit Son, and essentially Sace and Cody to handle Kane. Um,
1: yeah. Do you think slightly going back to the Christmas thing way at the start? Is this the time of year now where? Players are getting in their yellows to get that little. That little I think Christmas it's getting and close. And I think New there's Year's a break. of that, games. You know, give a little stick yeah. foot out for when sons running past on. Oh, no, I mean, t- I mean no. t- do you think Say's annoyed because he's already <laughs> done his? <suspension? laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's yeah,
0: on. he hasn't worked that out well, has he? To be no, fair.
3: No.
0: And just in closing, then for the Spurs games, let's do some predictions. Then, what are we saying, Rich? I
3: will start because um, I definitely thought of it. Uh, I'm going to go on one-one.
0: Okay. Andy,
2: I think this is probably the most difficult game to to predict because that's why you I, get I, paid the big books, for yeah. Andy. I could see it. I could see going absolutely any way, but I do think there'll be goals. I'm gonna go with two two
0: again. Okay, finally,
1: Matt. My, my, well, I initially wanted to go one one for the so for the sake of, of variety. I I do think this is a bridge too far. So yeah. I'm gonna go two one Spurs. Sadly, okay,
0: and I'll end that with a yeah i I really want to book the the last trend of matt but i'm kind of with matt i think they're doing bloody good um but i I, i'm kind of yeah in that camp so i'll go one nil defeat but we shall see right okay it's quiz time now so here here we are um by all means gents assemble whatever you need to assemble while i get the questions up thanks again to dan um, for getting into getting in touch, that sounds ridiculous. As if he's, <laughs> as, 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 as if he's, um, yeah, not part of the group. No, Dan, fancast regular, and just quiz extraordinaire has. Amazing. He's got the questions for I think us again.
2: Tim, Tim Spears, who was on last week's mm. episode, I think he quite enjoyed trying to figure out Dan's brain.
0: Yeah, and I think as as anyone who has yeah. says, Boy well, I means and I know you've been doing it on social media for you guys listening, um get in touch, let us know how you get on. And um yeah, so we shall go onwards. So, okay, first question. Last season, Spurs lost their first Premier League game at Wembley after taking the lead versus Wolves. But what was the last league game that Wolves led and lost? So obviously last season, that was their first defeat when they, uh, they were leading. But from a Wolves perspective, what was the last league game that were in the lead and then lost? Let me know because there's air here when you're locked in. I'm locked in. Okay.
2: I think there's been one more recent than this one. Oh, mine is I know this one. Mine is do Don't need the
0: scoreline, I guess, really. Just Damn. the, uh, yeah. Okay, do you want to reveal or show whatever you want to do? I
3: we're waiting on
1: Matt. Okay. No, carry on. Yeah, no, I don't. No, I don't think it is.
3: Just, just take. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, I've gone Forest. Okay, that's incorrect.
1: <laughs> yeah, I <I've got>, <laughs> thought so. <laughs> it's meant, it's, uh, we, we, we didn't lead against Huddersfield, did we, at one point? I thought Huddersfield but no. last. That was... 2-0 and
2: a 1-0 loss. Mm. I've gone for Cardiff. I know we were 1-0 up oh, and yeah. lost, but I, I think there might have been one since.
0: That's correct. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cardiff away, 2-1 last season. So, bit of pen and paper here. <laughs> if you can hear in the background, that will be one for Andy. OK, so. Uh, uh, Okay, next one so in December 2006 Wolves lost 5-2 away to Spurs with ex-Wolf Robbie Keane scoring a hat trick I hated that he did the whole not celebrating thing it was horrible anyway who scored our goals that day so just a recap because I went on the tandem there December (laughs) uh, uh, 2006 we lost 5-2 away to Spurs ex-Wolf Robbie Keane scored a hat trick but who scored the goals for Wolves that day those two goals that we replied
3: I'm locked Ooh. in
0: with a
1: unearned level of confidence <laughs> okay uh, I've gone for two players I'm just like I'm going for it but I'm pretty sure they're both wrong I'm oh. almost certain he's wrong I know that they scored in games against mm. Spurs but I don't think it was these games
2: I put three answers there and then you <laughs> only scored two goals <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. are we all ready yeah.
3: yeah I've gone Cameron and Kennedy
2: I've gone for Ray and Court.
1: Oh, I've, gone way, I've gone way, way out I also went guys, for Cameron, it? which I know isn't right <laughs> uh, <laughs> One too many. I've gone Dave Jones and Kevin Dawes, but I'm on the wrong, completely the wrong era. Okay. Completely the wrong era. Yeah, you're about five
2: years. Yeah, deep, I am. I just realised, because
1: oh. I, I just remember that I know those are the game I mean, I won't say in case it's a question, but.
0: You know, I know. Yeah. I can't criticize. I can't. Criticise. No, I can't. Uh, if anybody's listening to the, my class record, it's yeah. shite. Um, okay, so somebody in the room got one of the goal scorers correct, um, and that was Andy. Oh, because the goal scorers that day were Paulins and Alex Ray. So, I don't think you get anything because you didn't get on both. Yeah, I don't. We normally do one <laughs> one per, uh, yeah. if, if it's a multiple, we normally do I it. mean, I'm feeling but like I, three. Um, Andy's made a pretty really good head start here. No. I don't, I don't <laughs> feel me he doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't need a half point. Okay. So, uh, I'm reading this question the first time. Um, on the 6th of March 2011, Walls had a slobber knocker of a 3-3 free, <laughs> free draw with Spurs at Molyneux. But can you name the three strikers on our bench that day? Six of March, two thousand and eleven, free free draw. Three strikers were on our bench that day. Who were they? Was that
1: the Dean? Was Richards, that the, the, yeah. the, tribute the tribute
0: game? Tribute. Yeah. I, I recently,
2: because I wrote that article, the the blog on the fancast website about my Wolves ghost, Dean Richards. Amazing, so yeah. I recently rewatched there that game, nice. but I'm going to say we need all three no to
0: get a correct score.
2: <laughs> right. So
0: let me know when you're locked in. Um. <laughs> um. <2011, isn't> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: I'm going. I'm going. He's gone for changes, so I'm I'm going the first team is. Okay. <sighs> the
0: air I feel of like,
3: I feel like There's at least. Oh, it's got to be like a little booby trap in here, isn't there? I think there's like a... <gasps> like Colin Larkin, <laughs> kind of.
1: I'm getting rid of one. And, oh, no, I'm not getting rid of because no, he would have played.
0: Oh, bollocks. Um, or do you go with your first thing? It's yeah, kind yeah, of I'm like, not, kind not, of like not, when you go yeah. for a meal or I should I'm have out. ordered that. Oh, no. Um, okay. Rich, go for it. <laughs> okay. I've gone
3: go. Seb, Vokes, and Doyle. Okay. Interesting. I've gone for the same three.
0: <gasps> I've, gone <for> Seb, <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for Seb, Doyle, and Griffiths. Bit of a mixed bag oh. there in terms of answers, but unfortunately nobody's got all three. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, and the one that was missing there was Stephen Fletcher.
1: So I thought he was going to... I Who thought he, he started. started? So, yeah.
0: it was, so it was Stephen Fletcher, E. Banks Blake and Griffiths. Did he go Ward No, Griffiths? No, he must have th- gone toilet. Three of those on the bench, it seems crazy, doesn't mm. it? But hey, there we go. Um... I like how Dan Kinda goes topical and pop culture in his questions. and Might this one a chance for uh, a point. <laughs> <laughs> so, what famous television personality is supposedly a Spurs fan? Shared... <laughs> 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 um, I love the whole supposedly, because that's so subjective. But it's a, this famous television personality is supposedly a Spurs fan. But the Wolves connection is that he shares the surname of a former central midfielder of wolves. Good God. So it's a television personality. That narrows it down, doesn't it? I don't don't know whether or not it's It's... my remit to give clues, to be honest. Um, I would say this television personality is not as current as the personality was in the 90s, but but still pops up now and again. Does the odd documentary...
1: Uh,
0: i got an idea <laughs> Number six Theroux No okay. um, <laughs> So uh, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll
3: leave to, it at that with, no. Again comfort With an
0: Unearned I If you get this right Dan's going to bollock me For giving you a clue I know But I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. Dan But you know I want to make it interesting I'm hosting oh, so. yeah,
3: I don't even know If there was a player With this name Okay So, so Who I'm you gonna, got Are, are you I've gone
0: for, yeah, for anyone I mean,
2: I've
1: gone I mean, Paul O'Grady
0: <laughs> Okay <laughs> uh,
1: I've gone for Well this, the celebrity I've gone for Chris Evans As in Lee Evans I think oh. that's a really good shout
0: But it's not right
3: I was going to say You did for work but Yeah That yeah, was yeah. the really annoying uh, thing Andy would have
0: been on In my club and gone What the hell Um, Apparently, and this needs to be verified. (laughs) I haven't. I I can't think of anyone. I thought Pat Sharp was the first (gasps)
2: celebrity I thought of, but there was no player. Um, (laughs) Okay.
0: This needs to be verified. Okay. So, Trevor McDonald. (laughs) And obviously, (laughs)
3: Kevin
0: Kevin McDonald. Why couldn't
3: you just say news
0: anchor? Or is that States. Yeah, in the question there week. was 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 he described as a presenter or a personality? He was described as a personality. Mm. I read it word I'd for word. New, I
3: mean, I'd say news anchor.
0: That's so, kind of why I went with the documentaries because I mean, you you I know mean, he's yeah. usually doing some know cell block. I stuff. say yeah. that yeah, yeah, would yes. I have got it
3: if you said TV anchor? So. Um, yeah. There is a
0: tiebreaker, but we don't need it. So you'll have to just wait another time in case we need it, and we can pull that out the tiebreaker draw. I think we'll finish up on Twitter corner then, if we may. Um, so we had a few questions that came in so thank you so much for getting in touch with us and get in touch with us across all social media platforms any time in the week and we can always um, tie them up for future episodes as well so thank you so much for getting in touch I've got to ask this one because it kind of is a bit of a synonymous with the fan cast because it mentions uh, you know having a cup of tea Jaffa Cake, would you dunk that in your brew? Is Absolutely. a Jaffa Cake allowed? No. 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 It's no. a
2: cake. Don't dunk cake. Well, that's, well, a, that's, that's a question, question in itself.
1: It's, no, it's a cake. It's how it goes. Um, it's how it goes stale. Defines.
2: Yeah, because um, biscuits go soft and cakes go hard. That's right. <laughs> that's right.
0: A better way of putting that, I'm sure. Rich jaffa cakes? Is there many jaffa cakes in the Hobbs household? Will I, there be eaten at Christmas? And will they go in your cup of tea or coffee?
3: Um, yes, there are jaffa cakes, particularly around Christmas, because um, they are nice. Um, would I dunk them probably not I think there's there's more dunkable biscuits anyway 100% yeah yeah, I feel feel like you're just dunking for dunking's sake at that point
0: I'm going to ask a question which isn't on Twitter corner but I've put it into Twitter corner now because it's just kind of made me think about this question matchmakers are they like the Michael Bublé of confectionery (laughs) do you have have matchmakers (laughs) any other time of the year
2: Mm. I don't think I've ever seen them outside no. of a, the festive period. An after eight is my matchmaker. Oh, yes. that,
1: oh. that, that, that. that's a little bit more senior. Who do it? So that I'd say. Mm. See, There's
0: I'd a new say, after eight?
3: I'd say, say after eight on are festive. So you don't have an after eight in June.
1: No, you'd yeah, it's it,
3: true. You'd have it in November. Basically, as soon as the clocks go back, that's that's after eight time. Have you seen the new ones? And it's
2: chocolate. Sorry, of course it's chocolate. It's orange and mint flavoured. Oh, okay. I don't like the idea... Unless of I said a mojito, mahi- I'm
1: not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not down with vi-
3: that. What fires up some weird. of the questions, I've, I, I brought one question with me, mm-hmm. and I might just put it on Twitter, um, or leave it and do to the next one. But do Yorkshire puddings belong on a Christmas dinner?
1: Oh, 100% yeah, they do. Absolutely. But you wouldn't have... Yeah. I, I, think him, I think in my scenario, whatever you were going to say, you wouldn't have. You the York, absolutely would. The, the Yorkshire pudding, <laughs> the Yorkshire pudding is the plate for me. Everything yeah, goes, goes inside a Yorkshire yeah. pudding. So. But you
3: wouldn't have Yorkshire puddings necessarily with a roast chicken, like Yorkshire yep, pudding. You would, are, you would. No, but if you think about, it, they are primarily for beef, aren't they? That, that's that's, that's what usually like, posh people with. say. But us communists. <laughs> we, we've evolved.
1: We're past that. I yeah. was
3: going to say, like, I'm um, listen. I, I'm very much on team. Team Pud. I'm on. I'm on Team By Um Yeah. Just wanted to sort of. Yeah, because the it's other been one... a discussion. Because I'm basically I'm I'm cooking Christmas dinner for the first time this year. Oh, okay. And um, try work out. Just tell them if it's... they
2: don't like it, they can fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen. That's the Christmas spirit, really. Yeah. Right <laughs> I mean,
3: if they're gonna get eaten, that's almost not the point. But as I say it's usually something that's accompanied by beef rather than white meat. So. Is it just we have them at Christmas because they're banging? Or Any, uh, just well, all yeah, year yeah, round, to be honest? Yeah.
2: I don't even really like Sunday roast, if I'm perfectly honest. They're evergreen for me. But if I'm having one, I'm having Yorkshire puddings, is okay, it?
0: Okay, final wow. couple of questions. <laughs> one, Should we do some from the actual listeners? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that might be an idea. Well, here's another listener <laughs> in comment, Comments, comments. even. Adam Price. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you, Adam. Adam from, uh, from Bradma. Uh, it said, <laughs> as the boy and me are currently playing the Retro Sonic games on the iPad, which was the best, one, two or three?
3: Uh, Off the top of my head, I'm going to say
1: two.
0: Yeah, I've got in my head two for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I think. Was sure two why... when you could
3: have Knuckles?
1: No, that's
2: was three. Oh, three. Two was the first appearance of Tails. Tails. Yeah. Yes. And is, then yeah. three was, because you could have the, the add-on cartridge where you could actually play as Knuckles as well. okay. Um,
0: Showing his stuff isn't here, yeah. Andy. Showing his stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to try and out Sonic yeah. No, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just a good job, Stu's not here because. Yeah. Um, and I guess a football question as well. Which fancast member would be the most likely to manage a professional football team? Ooh. That's a tough one, isn't it? Mm, I yeah. think I think there's different stars of managers to answer that that question. Um, I would imagine someone like Dan would be a very animated football yeah. manager. <laughs> he would be very much a t- touchline manager. Although I think he would favour, uh, in terms of his approach, he would be shirt maybe jacket, but he'd probably be have his shirts rolled up, shirt rolled up. That kind of manager. <laughs> Stew would be tracksuit. There's there's all no d- there's oh, no yeah, there's no that, doubt about yeah. that. Um, and would probably be more direct in his style of play. Four, four, fucking two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any other candidates? I, I think Little Dan. I think he would
2: be the perfect assistant manager who you would send to just shit house the opposition.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: You'd stand there doing all the manager work and you say, Dan, just go and wind sure, them up. Sure, it's just got to
3: be Dave. Let, let's just let's just be straight.
1: He's the
0: gaffer.
2: He's got yeah. the, the jackets for it. I imagine he's the yeah.
0: yeah. Matt, should we go with Dave?
1: I think we should go with Dave. Absolutely on, on that. Um, the whole tracksuits, suit thing I personally I'd go for the like the mod look big thick like big thick parka jacket no, 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 Oh, big, all day, yeah, yeah a who was the
0: yeah. guy who was a little bit different was, he the Exeter yeah, uh, Titsdale, was you, it the exit manager yeah poor tiddesley thank you thank you yeah cuz you do want something a bit different flat, on the flat cap flat flat cab, cab. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a walking top man advert <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i think that's about it this week then gents so um just a few thank yous. Thank you to everybody who has listened. Uh, thank you to everybody who connects with us online. Please get in touch if you like the uh, the podcast as well, and leave us a review. We'll be very grateful of that. Thank you to you guys for joining. Us. So thank you to Rich. Thank you, and good night. And to Andy, it's been a pleasure. And Matt, take it easy. Thank you. Good night.